Welcome to the fourth season of the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. In this new season, we'll be focusing on common attributes of successful leaders. So to kick us off in the first episode of this new season, we want to focus on generically what are the common attributes of any successful leaders. The first question is around what are the common attributes in general and are there any attributes that we should actually avoid? So let's get going. Now, if we were to do a search on Forbes or on Google, you would see a whole list of attributes where people would consider as required to be a successful leader. So you would see attributes such as integrity, having great communication skills, being able to build loyalty, being decisive, being great managers, being charismatic, being having the ability to act strategically setting clear goals, being visionaries, and so on and so forth. And if you read any management books, they'll essentially cover a whole list of attributes as well. So I'm going to break it down into three simple categories so that's easy for us to understand and digest. The first is in terms of personal leadership. Personal leadership would cover things such as the ability to self-manage, sort of mindset that the leader would have, having integrity and passion as part of that. The second would be being a communicator. Now, there's no point in being a great visionary if you're not able to communicate. So there is definitely a requirement to be a good communicator in any uh, leadership position. And thirdly, managerial skills. The ability for you to manage complexities and operational aspects is obviously a critical component of being a leader or a manager. What do you think, Sel? Thank you so much, Lisa, for sharing. That's really a great list of common leadership attributes from Forbes. And I like the way you categorize them. Personal leadership, good to great communicator, and manager skills. Anyway, before I go on any further, I would just like to touch base a little bit on the functions of leadership and management. The functions of leadership are setting direction, aligning people, motivating and inspiring people. Whereas the functions of management are planning and budgeting, organizing and staffing, as well as controlling and solving problems. So what we can see here is really two very distinctive functions of leadership and management. So I do believe that for you to be a great leader, you need both the hybrid skills of managing and leading. As a matter of fact, I would like to highlight the famous quote by Peter Drucker, their leading management guru, which basically says, management is doing things right and leadership is doing the right thing. And talking about this, I remember when I first joined Microsoft many years ago, I was excited about the company because of its simple vision. The pioneering vision of Microsoft then was having a personal computer on every desk in every home. So, and the employees were excited about that vision because can you imagine every home having a personal computer? And in 1995, that was a really great, very ambitious goal. And we loved it. The energy was very vibrant. All of us worked together. For instance, the sales department working with marketing department and the sales department working with the consulting department, putting together a solution for our clients. And... All along, what we did is really to ensure that our clients would gain the benefits of improving profit, 
improving operational efficiency, enhancing customer satisfaction. And that's how the way we basically deliver the entire solution to our clients. What I've learned from this experience was that when we have clarity of vision at a very high level, and that vision was being communicated clearly to various departments, to all employees in every opportunity that the leadership had, then employees were very clear about what they needed to do. What happened then in this scenario is that clarity of vision was being communicated down to the managerial level. And at the managerial level, we practically planned and executed all the functions that we talked about just now in terms of planning, budgeting, organizing and staffing, as well as controlling and solving problems. And we did that day in and day out. Such clarity of vision being communicated clearly down to the manager level, down to the employee's level, and in addition to that, we were being equipped with all the right tools and skill sets development to ensure that we were able to deliver the right solution to the customer. So that's basically how the functions of leadership and management should be intertwined and work together tightly for the benefits of the organization. So I really had a great time then. Um, it was a really great working experience for me. And I cherish that even until today. So now, how do we teach leadership and management? From experience, I have concluded that during the phase of our career, we practically would learn the managerial skills first. And as we go along throughout our career and with wisdom and learn experience, then we slowly acquire the leadership capabilities. And the more we sharpen the skills, the better leaders we become. Having said that, I do recognize that there are a number of individuals who we perceive as born leaders. For some reasons, they are able to pick the leadership capabilities a lot sooner than the average person. And the reason why they are able to do this is because they have a very high degree of self-awareness and social awareness. They know exactly how to manage their emotion. They know exactly how to synchronize between what they are thinking and what's, what they are feeling in their heart so that they, they, so that they are always in alignment all the time, so to speak. And at the same time, they know how their behavior or how their communication would basically impact the people around them. So in a nutshell, I do believe that leadership is something that we can nurture we can develop and enhance our skills and be a better leader as we grow along. And with that, Lisa, I think it is about time for us to switch gear now. Maybe you can cover a little bit more on the three key categories that you talked about just now. Personal leadership, good to great communicator and management skills. Over to you, Lisa. Yeah, that's great, Sal. Like you said, I think it's, it's important to have a very simple, clear vision. And uh, that, I think, drives a lot of the focus and clarity. And so as part of that, in terms of an attribute that you can pull out of that is what is I would consider as personal authenticity and integrity or as part of personal leadership? Because a lot of it has to do with, one, how can you manage yourself first or how do you lead yourself? If you're not able to do that, it's going to be very difficult for you to lead other people. And in order for you to lead well, you must be authentic and you must obviously have integrity. 
I mean, who's going to follow someone who has no integrity, right? And without integrity, how do you build all the fundamentals of relationship, for example, trust, loyalty, you know, gathering respect or showing respect to others? How do you then even empower or delegate if there is no trust that exists within the organization, especially within you and your team members? So integrity, I think, is a very big part of any uh, foundational building blocks to any successful leadership abilities. And I think the core with integrity is about how are you authentic in your walk, which means you are the same whether you're in front of people or behind closed doors. So you're being very consistent with how you live your life, whether it depends on what you say and what you say is what you do as well. Um, I think all of us have encountered leaders who are, are very high on the integrity level. And if you look at the people following those kind of leaders, um, they are very, very loyal. And you know that they will go the extra mile for that leader. You know, I think we all have the privilege of working for leaders who we would consider to be very authentic and who hold themselves uh, highly accountable with great level of integrity. So I would say as part of personal leadership, if I were to break that down, a key attribute of that would be authenticity and integrity. And then second to that, I would say is then how do you manage a team? And that would come from managerial skills. I don't think you can run away from being able to manage people, manage the operations of the business that you're responsible for, and all of that would accumulate into things like, how do you develop people? How do you have clear and common goals? Like what you said, Sal, when Microsoft started with a very simple goal of having a PC on every desktop, it was simple. And yeah. then all the goals that we had to create were all channeling or to all focus to enable that dream to happen. So a lot of the KPIs would be very, very driven and centered around the common vision. And as part of having common goals is then the ability for you to then hold one another accountable to the goals. Because after all, there's no point having goals if managers are not able to hold the employees accountable to it. And I know, you know, in our example with Microsoft, we were definitely very goal-driven and we were definitely compensated accordingly based on the goals. And as part of your managerial skills or managerial duties is then the ability for you to manage the operations of the business. So how do you ensure that all the activities and resources that you do have is channeled into the right investments and the right uh, campaigns or projects that you want to do? And behind all that managerial skill is at the end of the day, what you want to be able to do is to inspire a group of people that's able to collaborate and do their very best. And so the environment that as a leader, you want to be able to foster and create becomes important. So as a summary of what I've said, essentially would be as part of personal leadership, it's about how authentic you are as a leader. And you obviously have to drive it with integrity. And the second aspect is obviously you need to develop managerial skills in order to be able to manage people and the operational aspects. What about you, Sal? What do you think of the key attributes if you want to drill down on any specific one? Thank you, Lisa, for sharing. I totally agree with you that authenticity and integrity are critical attributes of a leader. As a matter of fact, I believe that authenticity and integrity are the key cornerstones of leadership. Talking about common attributes, if I were to pick 
three most important to me, I would pick these three. Number one, vision. Number two, empathy. And number three, humility. Let's talk about vision first. Vision is very important to me because in leadership, the first thing that we need to do is setting direction. It is expected of any leader. So if I were to join your organization, Lisa, and you are the leader, the key questions that I would be asking is, where are we going? Where are we at? What do you expect of me? What can I expect from you? So those are the kind of simple questions, but basically says a lot from the perspective of a leader needs to be able to articulate the direction that the company is going and what exactly that needs to happen for us to realize those dreams. And specifically in my case, if I were to ask you that question, I need a better understanding on the role-based perspective that I need to be executing and the kind of variables or measures that you're going to be basically putting across for me. So vision has got to be the key critical point as far as leadership attribute is concerned from my point of view. And the second thing is really about empathy. Let's face it. Leaders make decisions every day. They need to make informed decisions. They need to solve problems every day. That's expected of them. So for them to do that effectively, they definitely need to exercise empathy. And what is empathy? Empathy, as we know, is really our ability to put ourselves in someone else's shoes. So in this scenario, it could be your employee, it could be your peers, it could be your boss, it could be your business partners, it could be your stakeholders, shareholders, you name it. But the key thing is you always need to be able to put yourself in their shoes so that you can understand the challenges, the problems, the situations that they really are facing because unless you are able to do that, you wouldn't be able to effectively solve their problems or even make an informed decisions. So that goes without saying as much as possible if you don't have empathy naturally it's something that you really need to sharpen the skill on my third thing is humility and humility is very important we need to stay humble regardless of how successful we are and if you if you are arrogant or refuse to listen or not even had the audacity to admit your mistake that will not go very well with your employees or team members, or constituents, or whoever that you are leading, right? See, the thing is, I recently had a workshop with a client, and in that workshop, someone basically highlighted to me that sometimes it's very hard to communicate with a leader because we have this mantra in the organization that there are three rules. Rule number one is boss is always right. Rule number two, you refer to rule number one. And rule number three is you refer to rule number one and number two. So they say that practically the expectation is regardless whatever they do, whatever they say or whatever opinions that they may have, the boss are always right at the end of the day. So I think we should take that with a pinch of salt because leaders are also normal human beings. They have weaknesses 
And obviously, they do make mistakes. They are not always right all the time. So from this simple fact, it's very important for leaders to be humble, to be able to say that they make mistakes or, you know, they can make a self-depreciating humor about themselves and their mistakes and then inject some intervention to remedy whatever situation that they are in. And I think they will gain much respect from that, from their employees and team members if they only behave with such humility. So I basically look at this as very important because let's face it, at the end of the day, leaders are also human and they are not really supermen who can do everything right all the time. So Lisa, I relate very well with leaders who have who are humble, who are not arrogant, who are okay to say that they are not okay in the sense that they are making mistakes too and then they are prepared to basically correct them. So with that, in summary, what I've just said is really I picked three key common attributes. Number one is vision, number two, empathy, and number three, humility. So I wonder, do you have any specific point of view regarding any of these three common attributes, Lisa? I absolutely agree with you that I think one of the greatest silent attribute is humility, like what you've pointed out. And just to add on to it, humility basically gives you the ability to do a few things. One, to acknowledge your mistakes, like what you've said. And acknowledging mistake is very powerful, especially for your team, because they know you have made a mistake, but by you acknowledging it, it gives you, it actually gives you a greater level of credibility because they know that you're being honest. And you're being very authentic in that process yes. because, I mean, like you said, no one is perfect, right? So we're all going to make mistakes. And the side benefit of being able to acknowledge your mistake is therefore the ability for you to ask for help. And like what you've also said, none of us work on our own. And therefore, you know, to get anything done, the faster we're able to acknowledge a mistake, the faster we're able to call out for help, the faster we'll get help and the faster we get to do things as well. And in that process, I think what I've discovered is that any leader who asks for help, I am sure the team or any of your direct reports will be more than happy to help. Right? I think they would feel kind of honored that they've been asked to help as well. And so I think we have to look at weaknesses, mistakes, help as something positive, as opposed to something that is viewed as negatively from a management perspective. And I think leading on to humility is something that we should avoid our pride, the issue with pride. I think all of us will come into that situation at some point, especially when we become more successful or especially when we have accomplished more or our confidence is greater. And therefore, we kind of think, oh, I think we know it all. The reality is we don't know it all. And so keeping a check on our pride becomes, I think, a very important thing. And I think the best way to do that is to have a close circle of friends that we are able to get feedback from. And so I think feedback is a very important uh, management tool that we should be using to help us enhance not just our skills, but also our self-awareness about who we are and the areas that we need to work on. And so in summary of that is essentially humility is a key hidden attribute 
that we need to develop and we need to be aware of and what it can do. And the danger that we should be avoiding or the attribute that we should be on the lookout for is the attribute of pride that I think all of us need to be mindful of. What do you think, Sal? Thank you for sharing, Lisa. That's such a good reminder about pride. And I've seen many occasions when people get very successful and they become very proud. The success really got into their heads. And I believe what we need to do is really to always remember where we come from and the attitude that we should be adopting is really, again, always be humble and just remember that there's always room for growth and new things to learn. So I think that's the best way. That's the best way for us to keep on developing as a leader and as well as influence others to basically become great leaders as well. At this point in time, I would just like to summarize on what we have learned. Today, we talk about the common attributes of a leader and we basically touch upon the functions of leadership and management and why it is very important to understand that because to be a great leader, you need the hybrid skills of both managing and leading. We talk about the functions of leadership and they are setting direction, aligning people, motivating and inspiring people. And we also talk about the functions of management and they are planning and budgeting, organizing and staffing, as well as controlling and solving problems. In addition to that, we cover a few common attributes. Of course, there are many common attributes of great leaders and we practically summarize that into three key categories. Number one is personal leadership. Number two is good to great communicator and number two three is managerial skills so which basically a great representation of the hybrid skills that's needed to be a great leader which is you need to know both managing and leading and within these categories we cover a bit more on personal leadership the attributes that fall under personal leadership the five that we talk about the five or six that we talk about today are authenticity integrity and then um, the importance of having a vision and wise empathy and humility are important. So these are some of the five or six attributes that we talk about this time. We also talk about what to avoid, which is basically do not be too proud of your own success. Assuming that you become a really successful leader, please always remember where you come from. Do not become a different person just because you are more successful than the rest that typically will not go very well in the long term let's face it when you are a leader people look at you they watch you and some of them will treat you like a role model so it's very important to be exemplary and always remember that there is room for improvement and one of the core tenets is really for you to develop future leaders as well and the best way to do that is really to demonstrate the behavior and, and the attributes of great leaders. So with that, Lisa, I think that kind of summarizes what we basically have covered for today. Do you have anything to add in addition to what I've just summarized? No, I think we've covered a great big list. And yeah, just, just want to emphasize that at the end of the day, any successful leader needs to have uh, just great personal leadership, right? The ability for you to manage yourself and lead yourself. Uh, right. Because without that, I mean, everything else is 
secondary, right? Uh, like what Sal has said, that in our season one, we essentially focus all around feedback and how you can use feedback as a great tool to empower as well as to delegate and to develop your team as well as yourself. So I would definitely encourage everyone to listen to uh, our season one to just get a, a handle on what feedback is all about. So once again, thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe and share this podcast uh, with your friends and give us your feedback in terms of what you would like to learn next. If you need more information, check out our website at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. And remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager.